the other day I was checking out the girlies and the schmucks and the toupees It was time to get busy, it started getting dark So we busted out the door onto the sidewalk Walking back to the hotel from the bagel shop It was so damn humid, it was on us like a mop I was shredding like a mule, I was frying like a blitz I was swimming in my shorts, if you get the hint Chilling out front, working up an appetite, thinking about lunch. Motivating on the beach, hanging out by Wolfies, thinking about Pumpernicks or maybe even Schultzies. I'll have a corned beef or a quarter pound of brisket. Ah, the salmon didn't look so hot, I didn't wanna risk it. Belching by the window, I was getting kinda hot. I felt just like a brisket that was boiling in a pot. Doesn't Myrtle have air conditioning? Myrtle, you mean octogenarian mutant ninja Myrtle? That's the girl! <laughs> Myrtle! Let's go, let's go let's say, Myrtle! Let's say we walk over there. What? No, what? What? Are you crazy? Are you checking this? Let's say we take a bus. Yeah, we take a bus. Okay, let's go. Let's go somewhere I'm flying like a blitz.
Thank you.
that is uh, the Chemical Brothers, Rock, Block, and Beats. And uh, thank you for listening to Living with Cramlin today on WGOTLP Gainesville 100.1 FM. Let's talk about the warm-up mix and the theme this week, Hurricane Idalia. So uh, the very first song you heard, uh, Too Close for Comfort, which makes sense if you live in Gainesville. Also a great 80s uh Overlooked 80s uh, sitcom, but you got the theme song from that. So we go from Too Close uh, for Comfort to Two Live Jews, of course. Oi, It's So Humid, which uh, the story of Gainesville. And then from Two Live Jews, you go to uh, from someone from that religion that's pretty well known. Uh, I think he's almost Hasidic, but uh, Perry Farrell. And you had Jane's Addiction, Ocean Size. And then uh, you go from uh, Jane's Addiction to that bit about that lady that likes to eat couch cushions. From couch cushions, we got to Sofa Surfers. That was Sofa Rockers, the Richard Dormeister remix. And that's how we wound up at Chemical Brothers. So there you go. That's your um, uh, Kevin Bacon connection uh, from Too Close for Comfort all the way to the Chemical Brothers. Hurricane Idalia. Uh, so hopefully you had that on your playing card. But anyway... Uh, been a little bit of a crazy couple of weeks. I was out uh, for a week, pretty rare for me, but um, things have been pretty crazy. And speaking of crazy, I'm going to kind of flip-flop the format of the show around uh, because normally we start out with um, Sixth Street News, and this week it's going to go at the end of the show because there's like really bad Sixth Street News. I don't want to bum people out for the whole show, so um, you're just going to have to adjust. And I'm pretty sure everyone will be like uh, uh, pretty good. So we're going to do topics, something we do usually in segment two. If you're into like uh, the behind-the-scenes production values of uh, podcasts that are listened to by less than 100 people, that's what we do. So the topic this week is luck. Sometimes luck can be good, and sometimes luck, well, it is bad. But I, I, I came across something interesting on the internet. I was listening to uh, Violent J, who's from the Insane Clown uh, Posse. He was talking about you know, his success story on Steve-O's podcast, and um, Violin J really had kind of an interesting explanation for all of CP's, uh, ICP's success. And they are a very huge, successful band. Um, so I thought, okay, let me hear his secret for success on Steve-O's podcast. And uh, turns out that it is the Oprah Winfrey book, The Secret. Uh, now, The Secret, I don't think, is actually... Um, written by Oprah Winfrey. I just think that uh, she promoted it so frequently on her show that everyone just now calls it like, a, you know, an Oprah Winfrey book, The Secret. And um, if, you've ev- if you've forgotten, maybe, or never even heard of the book, The Secret, the basic summary is that the key to success in life is for uh, wishing for things. Visualize what you want, and hope that it comes true. Um, I think if you uh, want to get kind of deep, that's pretty much what the Bible says too, right? But anyway, um, the whole idea sounded you know pretty good to me. Um, so now I'm on the secret program. Cats out of the uh, bag, I suppose. 
uh, but it's not actually a program like you know the Sopranos on HBO um, but it's more like a program that you follow to achieve success or um, stop drinking um, so I'm on the secret and my wish what I was gonna wish for being on the secret I was gonna wish for good luck that's partly because I'm only in uh, week one of my secret and I think it's reasonable that it'll take weeks uh, wishing for this bathroom remodel that I want to come true uh, through positive thought. So I wanted to start, you know, with um, lower expectations. Good luck. And the first thing you have to do when you get on the secret is that you um, need to start like a life journal. At least, which in my case is, you know, it's just an inexpensive spiral notebook that pretty much just used to write down like my grocery list on paper because I really do uh, appreciate a hard copy of my list inside Publix the exchange but I wrote down um, in my uh, secret journal I wrote down every single bit of good luck in my life and I'm gonna share it with you and I'm gonna hopefully motivate you to try something similar because um, the program's working for me, I can't lie. And I'm going to give you the proof coming up. Uh, so, the good luck things that I had happen, they're going to be uh, sequential. Instead of, like, a lot of times in media and podcasts, you know, it's like, a, this is the best, this is the worst. I'm just going to tell you um, my good luck in the order that it happened. Um, so, here you go. Here's my, uh, it's not even a top ten list because I don't have, like, uh, I don't have ten instances of luck. Alright, so let's get to it. The first bit of good luck I got from The Secret was also the biggest. And I would say that um, the biggest luck that I had, and like everyone in Gainesville for the most part, was Hurricane Idalia turning away from Gainesville. Gainesville has been in the middle of the cone, five days out from like all these huge storms and every single time we've uh, been really really lucky that it swerved left or right that's the truth I always say if you look at a hurricane map five days away from um, landfall the safest place in Florida to be if it's heading towards Florida you wanna be in Gainesville because it's just been remarkable how lucky we are and of course you know good luck for us or really bad luck for, for Perry and um, I did actually, this is truth, I did actually visualize Idalia making a U-turn around Gainesville like it actually wound up doing, and of course that happened. Now it's possible that maybe others were visual, visualizing, ugh, I can't speak, visualizing the same exact thing that I had going on in my mind, and there is you know, a small percentage possibility that with all of us using the secret, it could have been that we shifted the hurricane with our minds. That's first good luck. Second good luck. Because Florida, well not Florida, because Gainesville, Latchville County, did not get slammed with the um, storm where my power would have been out probably a week or two. Very lucky. Um, what wound up happening though is that um, about one o'clock the afternoon that it hit Florida, uh, it was pretty clear and it meant I could ride around on my bike surveying all the damage and doing my own kind of storm chasing. 
And then it happened that because of this like really weird issue that I had with my uh, tire pressure and my front tire, I stopped riding my bike somewhere where I normally would never stop. And here's the good luck. And this is all like a true story. I can show you a picture. I found, when I was stopped, a secret uh, Bob's Big Boy statue from the restaurant. The one that I had no idea existed in Gainesville. Uh, totally full-sized. I think when I told this story, a lot of people are going to think, oh, it's like a miniature uh, uh, Bob's Big Boy. No, this thing's all the way um, full-size. So that was good luck number two. All right, what's next? Uh, good luck number three. Oh, I remember it now. Uh, I was really kind of uh, frustrated because I lost this very special 20% off discount card um, at a local business that I needed to go to and purchase something from. Um, and that would be like, you know, playing, um, like, pulling the, the, like, the curtains back, that'd be like a $20 savings off of me. So it's like losing a $20 bill. So I'm looking everywhere for this discount card because now I can't leave the house and go until I find this discount card. And I mean can't leave the house in the very traditional sense. Um... So I'm going crazy looking everywhere for it, and I'm at the point of the search where everyone's done this. You get, well, at least everyone with OCD, you get to the point where you're, you're looking in these very weird random places uh, for things that probably aren't going to be there. And um, so I'm looking in my sock drawer of all places, and in the very back of my sock drawer, there is this pair of sunglasses I lost 10 days ago. And I had reached a point of frustration not being able to find them that I was going to actually drive all the way out to Dick's Sporting Goods and buy a new pair. Um, so that's good luck. And, you know, it looks like the secret's working. Uh, good luck number four. Oh, good luck number four um, was my new shoes. Um, I've had, like, issues before on Amazon where you order your regular uh, size shoe and you get it and it doesn't even come close to fitting. And then what happened one time is I wound up shoving my foot constantly in this tiny shoe, which was kind of like putting um, or squeezing the filling into a sausage casing. And I did that <laughs> too many mornings. But I uh, opened the new box, and luckily these shoes fit perfectly. Um, so I would say, like, uh, this story is very secretly... Um, here's another good luck thing, because usually I wear, I'll put this in air quote, a gymnast shoe from Nike, um, mostly because it's light, and I like to move around, and it, you know, it's airy, it doesn't smell that bad, and this time, because of a sale, I changed back to um, a Nike running shoe. Oh man, it's so awesome. So I, that's luck number four, I think, and, um, oh! Next luck. So we talked about like um, losing the gift card, basically, or was not gift card. It's a twenty percent off card. Um, I did for the next luck. I did wind up finding that twenty percent gift card about two days later. 
um, in my actual center console of my car that it is a um, it's a white Accord that I call the White Avenger and I've talked about that car a lot and I had to look you know I had looked in there so many times as I'm trying to you know desperately find this 20% uh, off card but somehow it turns out that it just the card got like randomly smushed into a corner and I just didn't see it even though I looked for it um, so it's pretty clear to me like um, I think that uh, secrets working and that would be good luck number four we're either on four or five I didn't write it down kind of doing this off the top of my head but uh, we'll call it number four and that would be good luck my favorite bike rider, Sepp Kooks, who just happens to be an American and riding on the very best team in the entire world, but he's in first place in this huge race, this, like the second biggest race after uh, Tour de France, um, which means you get to wear red instead of yellow like a Tour de France as the leader in La Vuelta. Uh, he also won a stage. And everybody was expecting him to do terrible, like in this time trial, but he did good enough that he's still in first place. But uh, it's been 20 years since an American was any good and, like, in the lead of a big race. So go Sep Coos, especially if you're listening. And that will take us to um, good luck number five, which is the uh, last good luck I received from uh, wishing for it. And, like, definitely the second best outcome, other than the hurricane, not, like, hitting uh, Gainesville. And that would be, um, like I said, it's a really big one. I've mentioned it on the show before. I live in, like, a house from 1950, so, like, 70 years old, 73. And it's in a beautiful location. So, if you're asking, well, why don't you move? But um, if you live in a house that old, things are constantly breaking. Appliances, things with the house, blah, 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 all the time. And, you know, I have a couple of really big repairs were coming, and I uh, had some people coming over, some, we'll put contractors, you know, they're actually contractors, I won't put that in air quote, but these contractors came over, um, maybe discount contractors, but uh, they come over and they looked at some of the damage, and actually the financial news wasn't that bad, which to me is good luck. I mean, I guess this is a long way of probably saying the secret works, and maybe... Um, if you're not on the secret like me, it might be something uh, to check out. Um, like that, um, what's that uh, weight loss drug? Ozempic that people are doing, losing weight? Um, I wouldn't do that. That's like a chemical. I would do like the secret. But anyway, uh, I'm going to keep wishing for good luck in the short term. And uh, also, like, I think it's important, you know, like goal setting as far as the secret goes, that maybe next week I'm working like really on some higher end wishes for the future instead of just like oh i want good luck but uh there you go that is everything so far that you have heard on uh living with grandma let's get into music and it kind of makes sense to play this next song it's uh roman flugel with lucky charm
myself in times of trouble Mother Mary comes to me Speaking words of wisdom Let it be And in my hour of darkness She is standing right in front of me Speaking words of wisdom Let it be 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 Whisper words of wisdom Let it be And when the broken hearted people Living in the world agree There will be an answer Let it be For though they may be parted There is still a chance that they will see There will be an answer Let it be
Okay, that uh, was covered. Beatles of Dolly Parton of Let It Be, which as a song title is something I have to constantly remind myself to do. But I thought it was a really uh, cool, powerful uh, cover of the Beatles Let It Be. And then um, before that, starting off the set, you had Remnant of Flugel, Lucky Charm. Uh, after that was DJ Shadow, Ozone Scraper. Then it was one from Hemlock Springs called uh, Anyone. After that, you had Idris, The Dark Prince. That one happens to feature uh, the wonderful Mac DeMarco there. And then it was a Puddles Pity Party, one of my favorite songs of the week. Maids Can't Mop Up Memories, which is a terrific sound, or terrific title for a song, rather. And um, that's from Neil Hamburger, in case you were wondering who Puddles the Clown was. And that's it. You're uh, we're totally caught up. Uh, so earlier in the show, kind of told you that I'll be moving around the format, and we start off this week with uh, topics, which is what we usually do right now. What we're going to do right now is usually a thing at the end of the show, because the end of the show right now is a thing that's kind of a bummer. I don't want to do a bummer in the middle of the show. So here we go. TV and movies. What did I watch? And uh, yeah, I mostly only watched a couple things this week, and one of them was watching UF get really uh, manhandled by Utah, so that was a bummer. But then, the other sporting thing that I watched a lot of, La Vuelta, how's my Spanish, but anyway, uh, it's one of the three big races in cycling, and normally held like at the end of the summer in Spain. It's not nearly, nearly as big as the Tour de France, but along with this Ita the Giro Italia, this Italian race, which is at the beginning of the season, these are the three like championship races for better or worse uh the road races anyway endurance road races actually um which you would assume uh when you've got something that's really popular internationally you would assume that like from the tv side you'd have a really high production uh value level like you would expect in america watching pro football or college football or pretty much any other american sport on television but if you thought that they had their act together in the second biggest race of the year, you would be wrong. Because La Vuelta has been a uh, total hot mess organizationally. Now, part of La Vuelta's bad luck is um, something completely out of their control. And that would be rain, which is really bad luck. Uh, because, for example, it had not rained in Barcelona in weeks before the race. I think they said four or five weeks. Um, but unfortunately for the race, it did on the very first stage this year, which is a, a team a team uh, trial in bikes. Basically, you ride in the formation, you know, five or seven uh, riders. So it was a team trial and you know, you had a real big problem with the rain because it's slick. Um, very, very, very dangerous to be riding fast on a bike. But where, where the real problem was, was the organizers, they messed up and they were waiting until pretty late in the evening. I think it was 5.30 Barcelona time to start the race. Uh, the idea being that the wonderful, beautiful Madrid, um, actually I guess it was uh, Barcelona, the wonderful, beautiful Barcelona sunset would make this tremendous backdrop for the race, and I probably would, except for it was pouring rain, um, which also 
had like a domino effect because it meant you have all this cloud uh, covering everything, which causes like the light to go away, and it got super, super dark very early in Barcelona, which had another impact because the best teams in cycling, they go last in these type of races, meaning they hit the road, uh, not only like in wet conditions, but they're riding in complete darkness. Not safe at all. And uh, one of the things that happened is like one of the best riders in the world, uh, Remco Ebnepool, he was in the media criticizing the race organizers, which I respect, but you can't do um, in America, like in the NFL or NBA, will get fined or suspended or whatever. So that was embarrassing. And I was you know, kind of thinking, maybe they need to wish for good luck on the secret like me. Could it get worse for uh, the race organizers? Well, yeah, I wouldn't be asking that question if it couldn't, obviously. Because stage two, the next day, the rain had not stopped. Um, but, at least for the riders this time, they were racing in daylight instead of the dark and water. Uh, but the, ra <laughs> the rain wound up washing the roads away. And they actually had to change like the finish line because it was completely underwater. And apparently the organizers never really considered like the infrastructure that you needed when you changed the finish line, uh, which means there were no actual cameras, computer technology, or even some random race official with a stopwatch to know what time the riders crossed. So they had no idea who won and who lost. They actually wound up having to borrow the phones of these uh, spectators who are watching the race and from there try to sort out who was first to cross the finish line and it took like more than an hour or around an hour after the race ended uh, to declare who the winner of that stage was. Does it get worse? Yeah, it gets worse. Stage 3. Remco Evnipol, just mentioned him, uh, one of the favorites and the most vocal writer um, about just how poorly the race has been organized and, like I said, criticizing them in the media. But uh, he actually wins stage three, which is a really good thing for Remco. But, here's the but, um, after he crosses the finish line, um, something bad happens. So he's you know, riding really fast. You, know, you start to slow down once you get past the um, finish line. And him, he, this is going over like about 300 feet after he won. Um, because what wound up happening is Remco, um, he ran into people because apparently the race organizers had like all the people that worked for the race jammed in this little area because there's not much room at this mountaintop. And so uh, as Remco wins, you know, about 10 seconds later, he actually winds up running into this woman. Um, which threw him off his bike and, you know, like the most popular cyclist in the world or one of them is on the ground, bleeding. He's got like a really uh, bloody, like bloody, profuse, or profusely bloody head wound, you know, and it, cameras are catching all of it. So probably not a uh, good luck there for the Volta. But then was there another problem? Yeah, of course, there's another huge blunder. So we're going to fast forward about a week. And stage nine, which um, they had to move the finish line up again. So it had to be moved up again because the original finish line, because of all the unexpected rains, completely covered, totally in mud. Um, again, in a place that's not really known for getting much rain, kind of like California. Um, so what they had to do is change it, and they did it in the middle of the race, which is 
probably not the best, but um, what wound up happening is like all these guys, these cyclists that are earning million dollar contracts, they had no idea where the actual finish line was. Um, partly because the race organizers picked this really random number, two and six tenths uh, kilometers, instead of doing one kilometer or two kilometers, which have banners, and they actually have cameras already sitting on them for them to um, basically know who won. But uh, at least this time, the race organizers, they did actually have two orange traffic cones <laughs> set up and two race officials taking time um, so they didn't have to actually borrow anyone's phones, which I guess is progress. But uh, it really led to a funny, like, slow motion race because everyone slowed down at the new finish line. But you still have to ride up to the old finish line on cameras, and uh, they're all sitting straight up on their bikes and just basically kind of making fun of the race, I suppose. But, um, yeah, you had to get all the way to the uh, mud-covered finish line before you could uh, finish. So there you go. So what I'm watching on TV. It's your La Vuelta coverage. Uh, the really great news is Sup uh, By the time I'm recording this, still in first place. But uh, we'll follow up next week and tell you whether the greatest American cyclist in the world is still winning a huge, huge race, which hasn't happened in more than a decade. So anyway, uh, that's uh, one of the things I'm watching, besides Florida football. But I'm also watching uh, Winning Time on HBO about the Los Angeles Lakers. And also uh, what, what We Do in the Shadows based off the vampire movie. It's a comedy. That's on FX. They just finished like uh, their last season, so I haven't watched the last two episodes. I need to catch up on that, and I'll probably uh, give you in-depth reviews next week of uh, some shows that I think you'll want to watch, but uh, there you go. In honor of all the rain and the wet conditions in La Vuelta uh, Road Race, you've got uh, one from Wet Man called Swimming, appropriately, with Sharks. There you go.
bands long gone Forgotten directors of movies that bombed I thought it was different, I liked what you did And if nobody bothered, that doesn't mean
right, that's the uh, second song you've heard from the Chemical Brothers this week. Earlier in the lead-off, you had uh, Block Rock and Beats. This time it's a new one uh, from the Chemical Brothers, Skipping Like a Stone, featuring Beck, one of my favorite people. And before that, you had Wet Man, Swimming with Sharks. Then it was uh, Mansions with Underrated Tough Love. Also, you had Lost Girls with The Other Hand. And then it was one from Ty Seagal with Boyd. And there you go. You're completely called up to everything that I think you've heard this week here on uh, Living with Grandma. And normally at this time I'll do like fun movies and fun TV reviews, but I flip-flopped the show around because uh, I want to do Sixth Street News last week because it's really kind of a bummer um, because the big Sixth Street News is like this terrible story um, about this woman, Lauren Carvin, uh, Carvin, Lauren Cava, uh, getting hit by a car on Sixth Street and dying right in front of where the old ABC used to be and now the new uh, Habitat for Humanity, right where Wards is uh, for people that are kind of local there and not some of the people like live in Italy and Germany that listen to the show, but uh, she was definitely the most recognizable person that you would see out on 6th Street because she was pretty elderly, but always out on her bike and independent um, and I always saw her when I was out riding my own bike and um, well... Uh, she was not, Lauren Cava was not without controversy, but, um, I'm not going to really talk about that because it's not really, you know, appropriate for, for the uh, tragedy that happened, but, uh, there was this, like, really mean-spirited news story posted about her on WCJB, and all it did was say her name, she died, and then mention some legal issues she had in the past, nothing about what actually happened, or who was at fault, or... Um, safety issues along 6th Street, just those two things, and um, I thought that was in really bad form, you know, from a quote-unquote paid journalism site, but uh, anyway, uh, Lauren Cava, rest in peace, and I honestly will miss seeing her um, riding around in the neighborhood on her bike, even though there's another side to the story, but I don't need to go into that, but uh, Right after reading the story, I did proclaim to several people that I know that if I die early, it will be death on a bike. And since now, I'm really excited that I'm saying this like publicly because I, anyone can pull this up that listens and like when I die, you can uh, do the headline if I get hit by a car, that is, and it'll be this local man predicts on death because I predicted my death and that's in my opinion a good death headline so uh, there you go so if I die you've got to bring this uh, radio show podcast back up and oh in doing so saying that I'm going to get hit by a car and I'm going to die that way it also had this effect on me that I got jinxed let me explain I haven't crashed my bike in like, I don't know, two plus years. And it was such a bad wreck um, that I only ride like 70% power um, in traffic, which in cycling terms is called watts. Um, but now I never have like really close calls where I'm going to fall off my bike. So that's, that's probably like a positive if you think about it. Um, but immediately after the, the uh, proclamation, uh, the very next ride I was doing... Um, 
I was coming down, my, my driveway slopes down, and I was coming out of the driveway, and because I was kind of fiddling with, you know, like a phone, and I was going too slow, I wound up, like, hitting and running over the stick, about the size, like, of a zucchini, and I didn't have enough speed, like, to clear it, so it almost threw me off my bike. But that would have been a slow crash anyway, but it still would not have been that great. Then, um, on the same bike ride, there was this car... And I didn't really get the make of it because I was trying to figure out what's going on. But you have this car um, back in the neighborhood that's rolling down the street. And I really do mean rolling. It's rolling down the street. Um, and I had to actually wind up avoiding this car because uh, the driver, I'm not making this up, was totally bent over the passenger seat. Couldn't see that person at all. Totally out of view. And there was actually a passenger sitting in the passenger seat. So I don't know what all that was about. Um, but after that, more bad luck after I proclaimed that I was going to die being hit by a car because what happened next was my shoelace. Because I don't actually have, like, nice biking gear. I just wear my, like, Nike gymnast shoes around in case it rains. Because if, like, it rains, if it rains and you're out and you're... Uh, Nikes get really wet. They're going to smell for the rest of time. So you only like really wear um, old Nikes when you're out and about in Gainesville in the summertime because it rains a lot. So that's like an international note, I suppose. But um, what happened in this third uh, faux pas was my shoelaces came untied and they wrapped around this part of the pedal that basically screws into the pain, or the crank rather, and you can't move your foot. You can't pedal. You are basically tied um, to the crank, which is very, very dangerous, I uh, suppose. Uh, so that was a near disaster. And then, uh, what, was, what else? Oh, got another one. Same trip. Uh, no BS. Um, I'm riding along at a very reasonable speed, and then, like, all of a sudden, there was this car backing out in the neighborhoods, and it was going really fast, not looking. Um, and it actually had to stop, like, at the last second, because as right as I'm riding a by, it's about to hit me. And I had no idea it was coming out, because it, I was going slow. This thing's going really fast. But uh, I would say, luckily, if you consider everything I've told you, and earlier I talked about, you know, I'm on the secret now. So I think that, I can't prove it, but I have positive thoughts that the secret... Um, kind of kept me from getting hit by cars and other bad luck, but uh, uh, rest in peace, Lauren Kava. I guess that's really what I wanted to say, but um, uh, oh, in less and much less um, depressing Sixth Street news, we do ha kind of have some uh, you know updates here, and that would be that you know I've mentioned this uh, thing on the air so many times, and that would be Elmore. And Elmer was this possum that died a long time ago and wound up decomposing on 6th Street on the sidewalk for 126 days. Uh, right about, like, no joke, 500 feet from where Lauren Kava actually got hit by a car. That's where this dead possum was. But um, I really thought that, from a scientific standpoint, that Idalia... Hurricane Idalia, which was supposed to hit Gainesville and luckily didn't, uh, it would wash the remains away. And at this point, uh, before Idalia, it's just like a flat patch of possum fur. 
and, and on top of that uh, possum fur, or not on top of it, it's like a really flat possum fur, and I don't know, how can I explain the size of it? Um, it's about the size like of a, or the circumference of a regular like uh, orange. So um, that was all that was left after Idalia. But what happened is just a couple days later, um, after Idalia, we had this crazy afternoon storm in Gainesville, and it wound up at that point uh, washing away the remains of, of Elmore. So uh, yeah, Elmore survived. Um, Idalia, but there was a really kind of like violent storm in the afternoon, like three or four days after Idalia, that um, pretty much uh, took care of Elmore, uh, for better or worse. So we'll not have to um, update that show anymore, or that uh, story anymore. Officially, uh, Elmore the Possum was on the Sixth Street sidewalk decomposing for 126 days. So that's about how long, if you have like a possum-sized creature die at your house that's about how long if you don't like take a shovel and put it in the trash can it's gonna take you about three months unless like a bigger animal comes and takes it away oh so um you know I know that story been keeping up with that one just because I thought it was funny that like you know no one would ever come along and remove the possum but it's kind of like a, a macabre story that I've been telling, which is actually spelled macabre. And we'll have more on that in just like a second or two. But um, I went outside of the zone, and specifically I went to um, a conference that was being held called the Susan B. Anthony Conference. And it's really just a, uh, like a conference of, of people, mostly women, not surprisingly, getting together talking about politics and stuff like that, and WGOT had a table there, and um, normally I do not cross uh, 34th Street going west. That may be weird to some of you, I just do not, I just don't do it. I stay east of uh, 34th Street, but to get to the place where the Susan B. Anthony um, thing was, I had to go down 39th, which just happens to be like completely torn up, by the way potholes, holes, man, Gainesville, get your thing, uh, get your stuff together, call me if you have any questions, but I uh, did that, really want to appreciate Fred Souter setting that whole table up um, so that we could uh, try to raise some funds, um, Bobby from uh, Bobby on the Block, one of our new hosts, she was there, and um, appreciate her being out there, and within less than five minutes when I was there, there were two or three people that came up and basically complimented her on her pants, which were actually really cool. Um, if you went to Simon's, like, before Simon's was what it is now, it would be kind of like something, you know, you would expect to people to dress, and I mean that, like, in a really positive way. But we're going to be talking a lot about the future here, uh, for WGOT anyway, because uh, the financial situation is dire, and we talk about Patreon all the time. If you want to support us on Patreon, it's a sliding scale. You can uh, do a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, whatever you can afford. That's at Patreon uh, backslash WGOT. But uh, yeah, we're going to spend some time the next couple of weeks talking about our 
probably last fundraiser unless things go better. But uh, there you go, a little bit of future of WGOT. Um, speaking of the future, let's hear uh, some future music. I mentioned a second ago, like, following this dead possum decomposing on the sidewalk is macabre, and actually I have a song from Duran Duran called Dance Macabre, which apparently is part of a Halloween album that Duran Duran's putting together, so it's a lot of fun. Enjoy. If you don't mind, if you don't mind. 
Everything with David's totally fine Don't freak out, it's gonna be alright You didn't say anything weird, I promise But maybe you didn't need tequila for this Trying to drown in the fountain of youth How does anybody know when they're telling the truth? I can't remember what I'm saying, sorry But let's connect out Don't give me advice 
Don't give me a shiner Don't give me your breakfast Don't give me your sass Call your local precinct Put a call through to China All the preachers from your colorful past All the privileged discretion And that certain aggression Do you love the sound of structured class? We're still waiting on the lifeline from the kind of folks who share opinions like mine. I have spent time in education, I have spent time in jail. I dug from the river basin, I have skied and bailed. Time in capsules, vitamin C. Everyone knows this is nowhere but me. Everyone knows this is Valhalla or bust. An unliving will and a living mistrust. For the devil is the last of your concerns Bow down to your level and attend to your burns I have seen strong men crying out for help I have pulled books from a very high shelf The next time you call me, make sure it's important Withering on the vine, living by appointment Everyone's outnumbered and no one has a pass I love the sound of structure class
Okay, that is uh, which I'm sure I mispronounced, but anyway, you can uh, pronounce the song titles, Big Bird, and we're just about to wrap things up here on Living with Cram on WGOT LP Gainesville. Before that, from a forthcoming Halloween album, you had uh, Duran Duran with Dance Macabre, then uh, new music from a great 80s synth band, OMD, also known as Orca orchestral maneuvers in the dark with Bauhaus staircase after that it was Samia to me you had the howdy version and then you heard the paranoid style I love the sound of structured class and after that it was pronoun slap me in the face and early I'd end the show by doing one last closing track but hey I lost track of time and I'm completely out of time to do that this week uh, that's what happens when you actually record live on tape like I think a couple of people do at the station or you just record live and you play it later but anyway uh, I'm out of here uh, be back next week until then find WGOT on patreon subscribe and all my shows are on uh, Kramler radio shows but uh, anyway bye audios <laughs>